Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hi everybody. Hello everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Capone. Capone. Cap one. He should have put a number one. Yeah, Cap one. Like fan, fan four stick. He should have kept that going. Do you know what the difference is between Adolf Hitler and Al Capone? Hitler's dead. Capone lives like a king in Florida. He has full-blown dementia. I have reason to believe that could all be an elaborate act. What's this about? We have information that your client may have tucked away a very large sum of money. You can drop the hat now. You got goons walking around. This is the only movie out. New movie. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. It's uh, Josh Trank's new movie. If you don't know who Josh Trank is... He made what did That's he make fine. before Fan Four Stick? He uh, made a uh, uh, Chronicle. He made Chronicle, and then they gave him the Fantastic Four movie, and that uh, didn't work out for him. That didn't really work out for anyone involved, but yeah, l- least of all for him. Yeah, and there's sort of a question that's been lingering since then. I think, which was uh, whose fault was that? Whose fault was Fantastic Four? What went wrong? Because according to him, he had an amazing version, and then the studio got in the way. Uh, and there then- was a um, if 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 you care, um, and Dave, I'm sure you read this, but there was a uh, super in depth profile on Josh Trank a few weeks back where he talks a lot about what happened with Fantastic Four. I think it was was it on Polygon? Yeah, I forget. I think it was Polygon. Um, <clears throat> But the question is, is he a a reliable narrator? Uh, I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because... Because, Well, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, all the stories of him on set, uh, him destroying that, uh, he destroyed the the place he was living or something, he set up a tent on set. His dogs did. His dogs did. Right. Him setting up a tent on set and like hiding in the tent or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dis- he disputes that one that one specifically. Oh, okay, because he said he says it was just the hood. Like he's like, well, it's just the it was just the normal hood. Like I don't like people. Blew I was going to say if you sh- if you're shooting like if the sun's out or something and it's too yeah. bright. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, so he says that was it, but honestly, I don't know. that's probably true. I bet he used it like he hid in it or something to like sure, stay away. Right, he's clearly a guy that has some some problems. Um, yeah, he's he's got some some. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, obviously, I don't know exactly what's going on. But he he talks about it a little bit in this polygon piece that he is sort of he's kind of a volatile person. He's got some mental health struggles. Um, so I could see like it myself in that situation. Um, particularly if i was feeling like the eyes of all these studio heads and all that pressure i'd probably hide in that hood more than i needed to yeah his his, (laughs) i mean i think his 
First of all, I, it doesn't feel like it's any of my business. No. Uh, I would say <clears throat> if I had one note for him, it's he needs to stop tweeting. Like he has he has the Twitter mouth. He has the garbage mouth problem. He does, yeah. Like that's it. It's 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 an unprofessional trait that he has where you know, that's what did him in for Fantastic Four. Is he and I get it again, is that it, yeah, he wanted. It's he also, was. He was it's, trying it, to. It yeah. depends on your goals because if he like, I like that he doesn't give a shit personally. I like that he came out and it was just like, yeah, this movie sucks. I uh, that's that's fine. Uh, but if I was like, you know, if I was like his manager, <laughs> I'd be like, hey man, you got to stop. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things. Is that I like the honesty, but if I was like a, his friend, I'd be like, man, you you just this isn't gonna work out for you. Yeah, and it's also some... it's also unprofessional. Like, yeah, you know how many how many dozens of people did he work closely with on Fantastic Four that uh, presumably trusted him? Right, and he kind of threw them. He kind of throws bus. the whole production under the bus. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of shitty. Um, uh, but I mean, by his own admission. In that Polygon piece, he's not terribly interested in superhero movies, and he didn't particularly care about the Fantastic Four. So it was like, right? So then, don't do it. Don't so do then the don't movie. do the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's I can see. I, I think the the truth the exact truth is somewhere in the middle where he, after many there was a lot of drafts of that script. Um, mm-hmm. I think he had a specific idea. I think it's not what Marvel wanted. Um, I don't think either idea was probably the correct idea. Right. I'm guessing it went through so many drafts that they lost their grip on what it even needed to be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that, that end result was very bad uh, with some good ideas sprinkled in there. Uh, but I guess this is all leading to this movie, mm-hmm. which is, okay, this is his. This is 100% his. Yeah. The and, only thing that he and he came out on Twitter and said as much. The only thing that changed is the title. It was originally called Fonz or Fonzo. Okay. It was called Fonzo. Okay. I kept being like, why are they calling him the Fonz? Huh? Because <laughs> his name's Alphonse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, and um, and this is, I think, this is one of the things is that his the difficulty that he seems to present. It, the question in my mind was always, well, are you worth it? Like, you have to be worth it. We were talking right. about Terry Gilliam doing similar stuff. And it's like, yeah, and he's Terry Gilliam. So after watching this movie, I uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I How did you mm, like this movie? That it's a very interesting question. Isn't it? Um, I don't have a complete answer either. Yeah, I did. I did sort of. I did enjoy this movie while I was watching it. Um, but the problem is, is that when it ends, like I sat there for me, I was like, oh, all right. And then like a, you know, maybe another half minute goes by. And then I was like, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, exactly. You're like, motherfucker. Like what, uh, what, there's not a story. Well, that, remember when the trailer's like the story you didn't hear? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know why I didn't hear this story because it's right. not a story. It's not interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's. He was, I mean, this is a movie that he, that Josh Trank really specifically wanted to make. He wanted to make a movie about the last year of Al Capone's life where he is just deteriorating mentally and physically because of neurosyphilis. Um, 
and that's not a bad idea in and of itself, but it's like he does this movie doesn't say anything and it's not really there's not really a story. It's just kind of like an hour and 40 minute, I wouldn't even really call it a character study because we're not getting a clear idea of who Al Capone is. He's just right. like a shell of who he used to be and he's delusional and he has outbursts. He's not sure where, when he is, let right. alone where he is. If you take <laughs> away his hallucinations, mm-hmm. nothing happens. No, nothing happens in this movie. Yeah. It is... Uh, I, I, it lost me about, I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 20 minutes when I realized, like, I think this is just going to be the whole movie. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. And then I got very bored. Uh, in a way, I could never stop watching Tom Hardy chase children while doing the voice of the penguin. Is he doing the penguin? I don't know. Because there, like, ah. there are, there are recordings of Al Capone's actual voice. Right. And it is hilarious. Like, it's way more Chicago than you're imagining. Right. Like, he sounds... It's one of those voices where you're like, oh, come on. Right. You do he not sound, sound like Right. That. He sounds like a cartoon gangster. Yeah. But whatever the fuck Tom Hardy is doing... <laughs> I mean, God bless him for doing it. Uh, it's fantastic. I could have watched a whole movie where it was him chasing around children... Or I could have watched a whole movie where it was him and Matt Dillon um, just watching and talking about The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, I could spend about 25 minutes talking about Matt Dillon's character. Well, okay. I was trying to figure out, is it supposed to be a twist that he isn't real? And I guess it technically is. Um, it, it, It is because... And I guess I can't... Because the movie cheated. Because the, che- the movie cheated. Yes. The movie cheated. Um, and I... Uh, see, now I'm trying to make excuses for the guy. No, that's just a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a cheat. Oh, I would say there's a few things. All right. In terms of Josh Trank and talent, uh, I, 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 he's three movies in. I would say two movies in. And I think he's got a long ways to go. I don't think he edited this film. And I think that was a mistake. No, he I think did. He, he should have trusted an editor to do a better job than him because I don't think the editing was very good. I thought like the title sequence, I was like, oh, right. I guess there should be a, like it was such a weird title sequence. He stares at a painting and then it sort of like goes. And I thought like, oh, is this a time jump or something? Are we going to go back into his life? And it was like, no, the next day, like it was it, it's a very awkward title sequence. I thought the editing in general was kind of awkward uh yeah sometimes and then like the directing was fine but the i mean the writing man nothing like again nothing happened it was felt very film school like it was just a series of like fantasies yeah um, uh, and nothing meant anything or that meant much of anything at least yeah that's that's the main problem with this film is that there's not a story and there it, it it seems pointless like i don't understand when we did this there are good uh, oh and uh related to that title sequence the title sequence don't the titles don't come until about six minutes into the movie right (laughs) i was like that was that's a choice when you do that right it is and Uh, it's not a bad choice it's not a bad choice i just don't know what it meant here yeah well because the intro this is i guess this is what i mean is that a movie like uh the departed does Mm -hmm. that right and the way they do that is they set up the whole backstory and it's basically I think the the point of a title sequence coming late 
or a title sequence coming at any point at all in a film or at least we think of the title sequence as this is the beginning right Mm -hmm. yes and what happens before it is the prelude it's it's okay this is the pre-title sequence this is the the teaser and so the meaning of like the departed is the realization of everything you just saw we were just setting it up mm-hmm. now now this is the story and it builds up with that dropkick murphy song and it makes it gives you a very good idea of what you're about to watch uh this the scene that sets it up doesn't set anything up no well it doesn't set it, much it's just him chasing kids around a house well and then he like his thanksgiving speech which i think is important for his character oh like yeah it, 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 it sets up who he is who he is in the family and it gives you it's a good way of 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 here's his backstory because he right. just sort of gives it in a, in a, in a thanksgiving sh- they, speech then they should have opened on the speech and done the title after the speech or they should have done the title right after the speech because then he like goes to the fireplace and he like sits there mm-hmm. does he piss himself or is that later um, I think that's after the titles. Okay, a lot of things come outside that, of that is that Tom night. Hardy. I'm pretty okay. sure he does pee himself that. Yeah, it is that night. Yeah, it just felt again. This is the editing more. It's just like felt like there needed to be. Uh, it needed to not be that scene because then he does the speech like the the Thanksgiving continues, mm-hmm. and then he like has a drink by the fire, and looks at a painting, and I guess the painting's supposed to mean something because it doesn't that isn't he in the painting later later he is yeah the i think the painting there's a couple of like he sees the paintings a few times in his hallucinations right and it's it's like a history he doesn't have like it's yeah. it, it's all it, it this is all just layers of his delusion like one of them's a picture of a farm that looks like it's in italy because of those trees in the countryside but al capone was not born in italy right uh he did not he grew up in america yeah, um, I, so I it's like this. He's, is... And when he's on the phone later, he's telling them, "No, I live on a farm with the cops." And it's like, "No, he never lived on a farm." Right, and if that was the point, yeah, then he's greatly overestimating our ability to know the history of Al Capone. Right, because that's a lot of this. Is that I was like, I guess that could mean something, but it do, it feels like I don't know enough about this guy to know what mm-hmm. it could mean. Uh, so. In, in the end, it's pointless. Like, if I'm being ignorant right now about Al Capone, it's like, well, you know, that's most people. Most people yeah, don't like know much about Al Capone. I mean, for Christ's sake, he's been dead for like almost 80 years. Right. So I need to learn about him in the movie about him. It's not, he's not a very, he's not a really well-known character in, 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 in terms of the nuances of his life, you know? Uh, people know the broad strokes. Right. Um, this movie feels like it could have been edited down into like 30 or 40 minutes, and this should have been the end of a larger movie about Al Capone. Yeah, like kind of like the end of There Will Be Blood, where... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There Will Be Blood is a similar kind of movie right. in the sense that, well, there's not really a... But you like like I said, I hesitate to call this a character study. There will be blood as a character study, right? I think of the Irishman as well, even go- even Goodfellas, where it's kind of the a mob movie. The natural like arc of a mob movie is always, and it didn't really pay. Like they have a big house, they have all this stuff, and they have no soul. They have that, their shell of a human. That's in this movie. 
Yes. But the, just the end point is. Exactly. Where he has to problem, sell all of his statues and all of his furniture. <clears throat> right. And the problem is that it felt like, I thought this movie was going to be him hallucinating and we'd get to see his past. It would be very yes. similar to The Irishman. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was expecting. Is that this is going to? You're going to see his life story, but it's going to be juxtaposed in this, in this trippy way, and where he's and where he's experiencing the past right now, and it does that sort of. Yeah, but I mean, not Matt Dillon is uh, never par- specific you know. enough. Yeah, it's never specific enough. It's too trippy. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know if this is something from his past, or if this is. Like, like he has the hallucination with Matt Dillon, mm-hmm. who is a guy he apparently had killed. Yeah. That's as far as we know about him. They also go fishing and they, and it, like, I was like, what was the point of that scene? Ultimately, he goes fishing and shoots like an alligator. <laughs> he fucking blows that yeah. alligator and away. And I was like, again, I would watch him just yell at fish for two hours. That would be yell, great. I, he, uh, an, he hooks a fish, an alligator steals his fish, and he screams at it, calls it a bum, curses it out in Italian, and then fucking blows it away with a shotgun. Right. And I then, would watch two hours of, of Tom Hardy doing that. Right. But the reveal, I guess, is that none of that happened. Or maybe it did, but he was by himself. It's a, but, nobody. But they nobody would, would let. He they has would to let drive. him go by himself. Yeah, yeah. No. They do that whole bit where he's like afraid the cops are after him, so he's driving and he's just in disguise. He's and dressed I thought, as a woman. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's great. Like his friend, his old friend or something doesn't like. I thought the dynamic there is, oh, he's paranoid. His friend doesn't understand, and then the reveal: his friend isn't there at all. I'm like, so why did we see any of those scenes? Yeah. Like you were already also, establishing that he was paranoid and seeing things. You didn't need the the weird extra layer. It makes those scenes not fun anymore. Yeah, and the reveal that the flashback he had of his of his his uh his hitman Gino stabbing a guy to death in a chair and the reveal of the guy in the chair was Matt Dillon. Okay. Like, yeah, what, I don't know what who does he that is. mean? Like yeah, we don't we we barely even we learn his name like yeah over the ra- his name's johnny and we learn his right. name over the radio he, they do this thing where he tunes into the radio constantly and it's either blueberry hill playing or it's a an audio a, like a radio play about the saint valentine's day massacre and we learn through right. those radio segments that matt Dillon's character was the guy that carried out the massacre for capone but then capone had him killed because he thought he was uh, uh, ratting on him like an informant to the police. And then Matt Dillon's like, well, no, that wasn't. I, I, did, I was skimming money off the top, but I never ratted you out. Right. And so I get the general <clears throat> idea of like, oh, he feels guilt about this guy. Yes. But I don't know who he is. <laughs> right. Uh, and that was like, the, that's kind of the, like the twist. I was like, oh, that's a little interesting. Well, wait, because we don't, we don't even know his name when they, at the point when they reveal that he's like they reveal he's not there and we don't know what that means because we don't right. know who he is and then we find out through this radio play like 30 minutes later in the movie who he is and it's like it was it was a weird decision yes a very a weird, weird decision i think i think it's 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 like it just it feels a little pretentious uh in that he wanted to make this film about this very specific thing and didn't stop to consider whether or not it was digestible or or like mattered it felt- i think 
like he had a lot of stuff he wanted to do, mm-hmm. but he forgot to tell any story. It's a bunch of stuff, he, like scenes he wanted. Yeah. It was like, it, it's like, that's why I said it's very film school. Cause I can imagine someone in film school, like doing, doing, doing like a bump of speed and being like, I have this idea. It's just the end of Capone's life. And you just go through it all in this crazy hallucinations. Like it sounds like a film school idea because, because it's like, it, it felt like he started from, I want to have this moment and I want to have this moment and mm-hmm. I have this moment. But like, it really needed to start at like what is the story you're telling i think and again i'm giving i'm doing a lot of i'm doing some of his work for him right here sure yeah but judging by what he's gone through in the past couple of years i think this might have might be what he what his intent was is the idea of showing a powerful larger than life figure being reduced to just absolutely nothing. Like it's none of his power mattered. None of his wealth mattered. None of his stature mattered because his mind and his body failed him. Cause that's what happens to you at the end of your life. Yes. Um, but that's a good idea. It's a good idea, but like the movie doesn't, it never like the, like you mentioned earlier, the movie depends on the audience already being pretty familiar with who Capone is. Right. And it will, what you just described, you don't need to be that familiar. You just need to know that it's an old man who had a lot of power trying to keep having that power and his 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 mind and body is his worst enemy. The problem is he has no conflict. He there's no. nothing there's nothing for him to fight against. No, he's people a, are interested in his money. And then it's like, I wonder if this is going to go somewhere. Nope. Nope. Never goes anywhere. It just ends. They never found the money. I'm like, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah. Why? Um, why? It's just, he's a, yeah, it doesn't, you're right. There's no conflict to really, like he never demonstrates that that's what he wants. Yeah, he never fights. Like, he's just kind of like an old guy who's trying to just sit in his chair and smoke his cigar. Like, it's, it doesn't seem like he's trying to cling to power or anything. So if that was the story you were trying to tell, we didn't see any of that in his performance. Right. Um, and it's just he's he ends up being this very pitiable character and, like... The, uh, his, sort of his, he's his, also a murderer so right, he's also that, a, he's a murderer also canceled each other out because when they're like look at him he's pooping himself i'm like i think i think he's killed a lot of people hasn't he oh like, so dozens dozens yeah it's, 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 it's something like, like 40 I'm, or 50 I'm, people i'm pretty certain i'm watching a murderer uh so i don't know man well i think it it's 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 uh, let me let me let me say it's, he's he's a pathetic character. Yes, pathetic is a good way. Um, his, his I think his family is pitiable. Yes, and again, this is part of why movies like uh, The Irishman and Goodfellas they they start with like I was just a young boy and I didn't have much and this guy these are the guys who paid it where you're like okay I see how you came to this this is like we don't get that that's the part that makes you sympathize with characters like this. Mm-hmm. Or at least follow them, you know. Like I had, I have no sympathy, or I have no empathy, or no way to relate to him because we're just seeing him at the end of his life. I think, again, I'm 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 assuming a lot of the the filmmakers' in, in, intent here. Well, I, I, I don't think, blame you for that because I think you can feel the intent in this movie, right? And I feel like the intent in terms of how we're supposed to feel about Capone himself in this movie 
or fawns as they call them. The fawns. Um, because they don't tell us, they specifically don't go into his deeds outside of the the radio talking about the St. Valentine's Day massacre. And that was him killing other gangsters. So it's kind of right. like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's the, it's the gig. That's, that's, that's all... the gig, yeah. It's like soldiers killing each other in war. Um, I think because he specifically avoids any of those details, I guess we're supposed to find sympathy on just a basic human level where it's like this guy has no dignity left. Like and he's, he's, right. He's just completely, he's completely helpless. His, his mind and his body have totally turned against him. Um, so I guess maybe that's the idea. Like I got the similar, like, Oh yeah. It's just, it's, it's like a practical joke. It's one, it's one thing after another when the FBI comes and he just shits his pants. Yeah. And I thought like, Oh, is this going to be the point where he's defies them? And then he just goes and then shits himself. And I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Did you know, did you notice uh, Josh Trank was the other agent in that scene? Oh, was he? That's pretty funny. Not, not the main guy, obviously. Yeah. But the other guy. And it's um, just like he just grunts and shits a lot he in this movie. And shits himself. And also, it's like I've also watched someone old like slowly die and deteriorate. So it's like, yeah, yeah. this is just like a simulator for that. Basically, it's also grandpa did, death simulator. It's yeah, like, it's right. it's really it's this movie is just like sad sad grandpa. Yeah, he has a stroke and he's like coloring and like he has, he has two strokes in yeah, the movie. Yeah, he does. Um. Did you notice that his defense attorney is Neil Brennan for some reason? Is that who that was? Yes. I knew I fucking recognized him. It's Neil Brennan. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So it reminds me a little bit of like the Green Mile in terms of we're never outside of Sam Rockwell. We're never really we're never told what the other convicts did. Like we're we're uh, we're never told what Michael Jeter did, for example, right? Because it's like the point of that story is kind of well, it doesn't matter because they're all human beings stuck in the situation where they're just waiting to die. Yeah. Um. So th- maybe that's what he was going for by specifically omitting v- uh, m- most of the details about anything that Capone did in his earlier life. Right. Outside of we just know him because he's this you know, a mythological figure now, pretty much. It's like, oh, he's the gangster of of gangsters. We know he was a very bad man. Yeah, and that's sort of all... It's all we need to know to understand who he is. But then yeah. once we get into Matt Dillon, it was like... Yeah, who the fuck I, is this I, guy? <laughs> it, was, it was like... Again, it's like, okay, he's an acquaintance of him, I guess. He's fucking, he's fucking some lady, and he gets a call, and he goes... And then, like, like the son thing. It was like, I knew enough to understand the, who the son was. Yeah. The, the other son, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give us what we need to know. But with And with Matt Dillon, it's like, okay, I guess that's also all I need to know, is that he was a friend that he clearly turned on and killed. Yes. And it's like, okay, I get that. Uh, I think it's because, like, the, that's it. <laughs> like, that's all that's happening. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, yeah you have regrets <laughs> like i get yeah, it it's like yeah it's all it's it's something that in other movies was would be done like you said it's something that's done in a movie at the end can be done in like 30 minutes mm-hmm. uh, even 15 minutes but they just sort of stretch it out and it's like yeah no i get it 
Mm-hmm. He's old. He has regrets. Uh, yeah. He has family that's, you know. Yeah, his, his, his family are just normal human beings trying to cope with right. this once great figure in their lives is now just reduced to nothing. Right. Yeah, I get it. And then mm-hmm. he's hallucinating about tsunamis and alligators, and it's like, all right. <laughs> and a killing spree with a gold Tommy gun. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, was one of those scenes where I was like, oh, okay, this is an interesting... No, never mind. It's a, and you know, I did. I wasn't, like, thinking it was real because I was like, I, this is probably, like... Because they keep doing this where they keep doing scenes and then you're like, yeah. They keep doing varying, like, where it's like he's at a party and it's, it's like, obviously well, that, a hallucination. That clearly, yeah, that was, like, a shining um, moment. But then he does the like. Matt Dillon being like, let's go out boating. And it's like, okay, I guess that was a hallucination. Mm-hmm. And then he's shooting everybody and it's just like... So this is probably a hallucination, right? It'd be too interesting to not be. Uh, and then, of course, it's like, yeah, did you know? It's a hallucination. It's like, yeah, I know, movie. This is the only thing you've been doing for the past hour and a half. The most surprising thing about that, I think, was the reveal that he actually did shoot the, One, gar- yeah, the, gardener, the gardener in the leg. <clears throat> yeah, even that, I was like, oh, okay. Because it was, I don't know, it's... <laughs> like it's probably it's probably the most interesting thing that happens in this movie um is he he shoots somebody in the leg mm-hmm. which i assume was a real thing that happened i don't know if, i mean i know i know he didn't go on a killing spree <laughs> in, in his florida house well yeah they had to that's what it felt like they had to fill the time because they were like oh shit this is really boring let's make him hallucinate more interesting things yeah that'll happen it's like, wouldn't it be neat if you went on a killing spree? And it's like, I guess you have no historical record of this. You're just supposing what went through Al Capone's mind. Uh, and that's also part of it is that, yeah, the true story you haven't heard really boils down to, did you know Al Capone spent a really depressing year at his house and then died? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it on Hypecast until this trailer came out. I thought he died in prison. Yeah, I assume so too. Um, but nope. Right, and that's all the movie's saying. That's like, it. Like, like he was so bad off that the fucking American judicial system was like, "This is dark." Yeah. You know what? Let's let this guy go to Florida. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll keep some keep some feds on the outside of his house, keeping an eye on him. Right, but he's yeah, he's not a danger to anyone except for his Well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He is. <laughs> right. But not like the kind not, they're not in about. that way. No, not yeah. not not in the way that the federal government cares there's about. There's like there's literally a scene where the, the agents go to the FBI and the FBI say, Hey, we don't really give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> Think, I guess I shouldn't either. Movie. I guess well, I shouldn't. Well, yeah. The one, the main agent goes to the like, goes. Eh. Yeah, he goes to the FBI and he's like, and the one the main agent tells them this like very. This, there's some wisdom in the story he tells them. It's basically like, look, sometimes you get shit details that never amount to anything. Um, and then the right. young guy's like, well, no, I'm, we're gonna. I, he's talking about. I think. I think there's some hidden money somewhere, and we we um and I and I think he's faking it. So we're gonna we're gonna go and and lean on him. And it's like you think he's faking it based on what? Right. Like he was he was so bad that they let him out of jail. Right. 
And then, yeah, and then the arc of that is, nope, he's not faking it. No, he's uh, not. He and again, doesn't know what the hell you're asking him. If that's, set, if that's setting up the idea that he's got, oh, he's got one more surprise in him, then that would work because it's them basically setting up the FBI being like, we don't care about this guy. This guy's nothing to us. Everybody's like, he's a feeble old man. And then the reveal is like, and he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. And and then he never told you where the money is. And it reminds me of like a movie like... We don't even know if there like, was any money. Yeah. Did you see The Judge with Robert Downey Jr.? No. Great film. Robert Downey Jr. I won't, I won't reveal too much, but Robert Downey Jr. basically goes home because his his dad, who's a judge, uh, is in the middle of a, a legal worry. Uh, and it's about kind of how he's this powerful man who's too old now. Yeah, it's Robert Duvall, right? Yeah, Robert Duvall. It was shot like right where I lived in Massachusetts. My apartment's in the movie. But uh, it's it's about this same kind of idea, which is someone trying to hold on to, you know, their... their their reputation mm-hmm. essentially uh and their power and you know they created a story <laughs> they have like okay we we make it from the point of view of robert denny jr and he's going like if this was from the point of view of like the son it might be more interesting yeah like the the son i got or or linda cartellini yeah yeah like the the conflict of the fact of what this man is and the FBI bothering them and them just trying to keep it together and mm-hmm. like a, a, just a drama about that. Mm-hmm. But instead it was like, look at how cool these hallucinations are. And it was like, all right, <laughs> it's not serving any story. So, or at least not much of one. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't know that I would go for, I, I didn't get the sense of look at how cool this is. I, Every, I don't know, that every, kid with the balloon that again very it felt very film school that kid with the balloon that's like i'm a creepy kid with a balloon and look how creepy this is that yeah felt, that yeah. felt very like it will check only, us out check yeah me out. yeah i mean the only mystery there was whether or not that was him as a as a kid and then it becomes apparent later that's no it's this it's his other son tony right that he just sort of never acknowledged and his family isn't even aware of right um Look, everybody's yeah. got at least one secret kid. That's the rules. You know what? That's the, them's the rules. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I know. I got like they all. It, I mean, it's it's all just very dark. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, this has two stars on Amazon, and I gotta say that's a hard thing to achieve. Like not Amazon, necessarily. You, I don't you either, know. Amazon you either is need one to... of the most forgiving ones. I think. No, Amazon's really bad about. Um, or, or IMDb. IMDb, it has two stars. Oh, no, on Amazon, it also has two stars. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. And Amazon, right. I think, is the most forgiving when it comes Amazon to Amazon is, yes. Amazon yeah. is, yeah. Everything I'm sorry. always I was... has... Like, when I see four and a half stars, I go, oh, this must be a really bad movie. <laughs> right. Because it thought... didn't get the full five. I was thinking IMDb. Oh, yeah. IMDb is a mess. I don't... Yeah. yeah. Uh, IMDb, it has five stars. Uh, yeah it um it's not like i said i enjoyed it while i was watching it because you're right it is just a collection of scenes but i liked the scenes like i right. liked the, i liked the i liked all the performances in this movie i think josh trank is a good director visually yes i don't this think he's a great editor good. and i don't think he can he can 
be trusted with a script. Uh, um, I didn't. I I enjoyed the dialogue in this movie, but there just wasn't a story. Yeah, maybe he needs a writing partner. He, yeah. uh, this is. I mean, he would hate hearing this, but he might need someone who has a more producer brain. Uh, he needs someone to make it a, a story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make it entertaining, because everything, it's movies. Like, yeah. it's movies. Well, when I mean, you got Tom the, Hardy, the, when you spend this kind of money, uh, you can't make an art film. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but even like, you well, know, think, even like fucking, fucking um, David Lynch films have like stories. Right. They're at least, yeah, that's, yeah. Speaking so of David Lynch, we had uh, Kyle MacLachlan was in this. Yeah, he is. He did fine. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Everybody does good in this. Yeah, that like I said I enjoyed all the performances in this movie. Yeah. Um I think part of the reason they got I mean this movie had a budget of 20 million dollars. I think part of the reason they got Tom Hardy is because he's friends with Josh Trank. Oh, okay. I didn't know they're buds. <clears throat> mhm. Oh, I don't know I don't know if they became however I I remember reading it again in that Polygon piece. I can't remember if they were friends already or if they became friends during the shoot. They seem like they'd hang out. Yeah. Um yeah, he was just like, like Tom, in this scene, I want you to shit your pants. And he's like, I think we're going to be best friends. <laughs> yep. He shits himself so much in this movie. We've barely talked about his performance because it's... It's madness. It's Again, it's the penguin. He's doing the penguin voice, I'm pretty sure. Like the Danny DeVito penguin voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just grumbling. Yeah. It's... it's it's wild it's good (laughs) i mean yeah he's he's he is uh incredibly watchable like you can't take your eyes off him when he's on screen oh yeah when they start giving him the carrot it was just like oh no oh yeah can tom hardy tom hardy with a fucking carrot in his mouth yeah that was a good detail i like that detail because it's supposed to like emasculate him almost it's taken away his power uh but then, then, yeah, nothing came from it. I just needed a plot. Is that so much to ask? Yeah. <laughs> just like a beginning, middle, and end. The arc, I guess, is his son, right? Is his son keeps calling. But that's not really an arc. Like, that's just like a backstory. Because his son calls, like, I don't know. Uh, several times, yeah. Several times, and then at the end, it's like, and his son sees him. Yeah. And he holds his hand, and then the movie ends, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, he died. He never gave up the money. We're not even sure there was money. <laughs> there might not have even been any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who can say? Who can say? It sure feels like didn't need to tell this story. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, this would have been... Uh, I think you should, the, the thing to do with the, there's a lot of, I, I like a lot of the instincts here, but I think it either needed to be, this needed to be like the last half hour or like the last act of a larger movie about his life, or yeah. you needed to actually do, give us some of his life story inside these hallucinations. Yes. Like he's, he's hallucinating flashbacks to his life and then that carries us through it. So then we can still, like it still serves as the the final act of his life but we're getting the rest of the stuff that we need to set that up yeah and i feel like this should have been figured out Mm -hmm. it's it's a 20 million dollar movie it feels like the script was a early first draft um and i know that all the solutions feel corny 
you know, like it feels like you have to Hollywood it. You have to spice it up somehow. But it yeah. also feels like that's what they were trying to do also in this. They just did it with hallucinations. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, Hollywooding something. I'm trying to think of other comparisons. Like Chaplin, mm-hmm. that's bookended by him being old. Yeah, I mean, that's a very common device, but yeah. this would go a step beyond those bookends by actually having old him be in these, you know, like by right, using yeah. using the device of a hallucination. I think that's an interesting way to do uh, what is a pretty traditional framework for, for a, a movie like this. Yeah, I do feel like there's a comparison here because the th- like uh, I'm trying to think of what the movie was because I feel like there's been movies where it's like there's flashbacks. And then, oh, <laughs> stupid Titanic. You know how Titanic has a through line, the old through line, yeah. where she it's where is the heart of the sea or whatever. Like, we needed a through line in the present that we were getting through. And I guess it could be where's the money, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you could, uh, this is just Titanic, so it shouldn't just, it shouldn't be this, but there it's them looking for the money. And then in the, in the flashbacks, you're following how he's getting his money and what he might've done with the money, you know, something like that. Uh, and then he throws it into the ocean, the money, because he lost oh, his loved, loved. I got one. it. What? Have you, have you seen season three of true detective? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That just do that. Mm-hmm. Just do that. I'm going to I'm going to watch that today. Yeah, me too. Uh, I actually I, I never finished it, but Oh. Just the way the way they deal oh. with uh Mahershala's Alzheimer's yeah. and they have him slipping in and out of of what 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 this year it actually is. Business. That's the fucking perfect way to tell. That's what you sh- that's what you should have done. <laughs> yeah, he should have watched he should have watched, watched True Detective that. season 3. And then just did that because that's that's exactly what it needed to be. Mhm. Fuck. Yeah. Because yeah, it's all the stuff bleeding into into now, and you could do another. Oh, another um, comparison is the BBC miniseries The Singing Detective. If you've seen that, it's about it's um, Michael Gambon playing a, a writer who has a skin disease or he has some sort of skin condition. So he's in the hospital and he can't move and he's trying to write his novel in his head, but he's also thinking about his childhood and it's all bleeding together. So like the, the, cause he's on, he's in horrible pain. So it's like the hospital and then his childhood and then his novel, his like noir detective novel is all clashing with each other. And that's another similar to like, um, to true detective. And just do something like that, where someone's trying to work something out in their mind, mm-hmm. and it's they're uh, they're not in any condition to do that, and so it's all just coming out, and it's all fucking up and mixing together. There are ways to do this. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't that way. <laughs> no, yeah. some of the, some of I, like I said, I like a lot of the instincts here. Yeah, he's a, a he's a good director. He's a good director. Um, he just needs to accept. That he can't do everything or he needs, he needs like, that's the thing is it's the sort of thing where it's like this, it's like, it's just, it's not good enough what he did. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's weird to give the feedback like, well, you need to be better, but it's like, no, you don't have to be better. A, A lot of good directors, they just know to get people, other people who are good at things that they aren't necessarily good at. And I think he needed, I think he had a good idea. He needed to hand it off to a writer, another writer. Mm hmm you know uh and 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 work it out that way or something i don't know 
Yeah. Who am I? Who am I to say? I didn't make fantastic. I mean, Four. that's that's. I mean, we're mm, for better or worse. That's what he did with his only successful movie to date. He what? Chronicle. Chronicle. Chronicle was his idea. Oh, did he gave it to that <laughs> terrible person? He gave it to that terrible person. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah. The writer of Bright. Yep. Yeah. And Chronicle's good. I I would argue Chronicle is it's it's that it's not amazing. It's not like Memento, you know? Uh it's a movie that you watch and you go, "Ooh, good start." Yeah. And then and then you wait to see what else they do. Um and that's and that's it. It's like, "Oh, this is cool." I mean, it's just a, it's just yeah, it's a good idea done mm-hmm. at the right time. Yeah. And the 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 I think probably the biggest success of that movie is is what he figured out with the found footage cameras where he's like, oh, well, these guys have telekinesis. So that means we can still do found footage, but we can put the cameras in places where they, you can't normally do. Right. Which is found very footage funny. Movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's very funny that when they're having conflicts, they're like also making sure their cameras making are Making sure good their place. cameras are orbiting. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's a fun movie. Hmm. <clears throat> It's got a. Uh, it's got someone in it, right? Michael There's, B. Jordan. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's in that. Oh shit! I was thinking of the grumpy, the grumpy kid. Dane DeHaan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dane DeHaan. Mm-hmm. Of 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 uh, of Valerian fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has he done anything else? Yeah, he did a uh, history of wellness. Um, oh. He's in that. Uh, Wait, you mean a cure for wellness? Yeah, or, a cure like, for wellness. History of wellness. A cure for wellness. <laughs> I want to watch that again. I remember really enjoying that stupid ass movie. Um, and he's that in three hour long movie. What the fuck? He's in some uh, Quibi show called The Stranger. Uh, that's a shame. Is that about him sitting on his hand before? Yes, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, until it falls asleep. Mm. Cool. Oh, and he's also he's also playing the bad guy in a adaptation of Flicey's story for uh, Apple TV, which is a Stephen King book. Right. I so like he's, him. he's he's doing shit. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he's. I think he's a good bad guy. Yeah, he's not the best actor, uh, but I like him. Like as a person, mm-hmm. I'd hang out with him. Sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. We'd go to the. We'd go to the park. Watch sure. squirrels. Yeah. yeah. Be great. Be a great time. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got for this movie. Let, let me. I wrote a few notes. I was did not want to write notes, and then the moment he's like chasing kids around, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll write notes. Nope. I got it. he sounds like the penguin, Wizard of Oz, chasing kids. Are they calling him the Fonz? <laughs> this should have been about the Fonz. This should have been an old character piece about the Fonz. Yes. Later in life. Cause he probably committed some crimes. I mean, we assume we assume a guy like Arthur Fonzarelli wouldn't have gotten through the seventies without picking up a few felonies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah couple murders at least yeah yeah um any other thoughts no that's it i'm done okay <laughs> hey everybody thanks for um thanks everyone thanks for listening yeah yeah this has been great this has mm-hmm. been a great time we're having a great time together mm, we sure are yeah if you're interested you can check out our patreon at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed we have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Mm. 
uh, we got we're gonna have a free episode of Fox Mulder's a Maniac coming up soon, so you can sample it. You can, yeah, you can dip your little you dip your little fingers in it. Dip go, your little toesies into it. Yeah, take your imaginary Matt Dillon on a on a boat out fishing, and 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 throw your your rod into it. Yeah, yeah throw you your go. rod in. That that I, that that analogy held together. Remember um, one night at McCool's? I do. Yeah, that's a movie. Like on Paul Reiser. Yeah, that's a movie. Doesn't that a exists. piano fall on Paul Reiser or something ridiculous oh, who can like say? that? Who can okay. say? Um, we also have a store at tpublic.com/store/gamefullyunemployed. We can get T-shirts, uh, stickers, posters. Um, we have masks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, I think. I haven't been keeping up with the masks. They they sell out pretty, but they they sell out regularly. But they also get restocked regularly. Okay. So we have mask waves. Mask waves. Yeah. And if you every every mask you buy, uh, T Public donates a mask. So that's you know that's not terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than that, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't not know. it's not Al Capone shitting himself in front of the FBI. No, it's not. Nothing is like that. <laughs> that is that is paramount that is that's as good as it gets folks it is yeah yeah